Hello and welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I thought I would take a moment to talk about the Cozy Mystery Book Club. The Instagram has sort of blown up over the last few months, and I'm always getting messages, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, or an email in my inbox, from people interested in joining. So whether you are a longtime sleuther with the Cozy Mystery Book Club, or this is your very first podcast episode, welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club. For starters, there is no payment. You are not required to pay anything. This is a book club I created for Cozy Mystery Book Club lovers, and my goal is to make it as accessible as possible. When sleuthers recommend a title, I always go out and do research to make sure it's available across platforms, and so you don't have to necessarily purchase it from Amazon. I am very aware of things like that and take them into consideration. Normally, this wouldn't even be a point of topic for me, but some of the people who have messaged me recently wanted to know about their membership dues or if I needed membership dues. While I appreciate the offer, it is entirely not necessary. I will be completely upfront and mention I'm investing my own money in the book club, but I would never expect you to. I have mentioned this during previous live streams, and I'm sure it's come up in a newsletter or two. But one of the other decisions I made early on was that I was not trying to make a profit from the cozy mystery stores that I opened. For instance, on Zazzle, you have to have some sort of monetary gain when you price your item. So I always put down one penny. I do not plan on making a living off of the cozy mystery book club Zazzle store. I want you to be able to purchase a mug because you love cozy mysteries and you want to feel a part of something. Personally, whenever there is a movie or a show or something that I absolutely adore, and of course, a book series, I want to feel as if I'm a part of that world. And so I will buy a mug, a sweatshirt, a sweater, just something to feel as if I'm showing my pride. And then I have the opportunity to enjoy whatever storyline or characters it is in the real world. I can take my fictional world that I love and bring it with me, and hopefully that will bring a smile to my face. I remember having my Psych socks on, and yes, I'm talking about Psych, the USA Today TV show. Pineapples were everywhere. Technically, the socks were not Psych-specific, but they had pineapples on them, so I always call them my Psych socks. And one day, I was just kind of down, and then when I got home and I was taking off my Ugg boots, I saw the socks and I was smiling. Same thing when I go to grab my Cozy Mystery Book Club mug. If I am waking up super early one day and I am making myself a cup of tea, and at this point in time when I am that tired, the Keurig becomes invaluable, I will grab one of my mugs and just seeing the cuteness can really brighten up a 5 a.m. wake up call. So even when it comes to Cozy Mystery Book Club swag, I want you to have every opportunity to get involved, get something that will make you smile and not break your bank. And I'm sure one of the other topics that you're really interested in is the origin story of the Cozy Mystery Book Club. We are going to have to hit the rewind button and go back to 2017. I was about to say the young, bright-eyed, young Angela, and it doesn't feel that far away, but it really is when you come to think about it. I had been a member of the YouTube community for some time, and I felt as if I finally had my footing. I saw a void, and I really wanted to offer something and fill it. There was literally only one other YouTuber at the time talking about cozy mysteries. 
Well, young Angela plucked up her courage and sent an Instagram direct message asking if this person would be interested in starting a book club. And while that partnership dissolved, I kept going with the Cozy Mystery Book Club. I wanted to keep it active. I wanted to keep it going. And I still wanted to be a part of the Cozy community. I felt as if there was something I could offer. And this was before COVID. This was before a lot of people jumped on the Cozy bandwagon. And so I knew that there was something to this and I wanted to keep with it. One of the other things I wanted to mention, because at this point in time, I find it rather funny, is that the book club is called The Cozy Mystery Book Club, because at the time of its creation, it was literally the only cozy mystery book club on YouTube. There is a reason why it was called The Cozy Mystery Book Club, but other people have since joined the cozy community and created their own book clubs. And so while we don't have a pun titled name, we still are the original Cozy Mystery Book Club, and I say that with pride. So if you ever get confused about a post or an announcement and wonder if it is part of the Cozy Mystery Book Club, please feel free to message me because sometimes there are issues and I don't always know about them when they first arise. For instance, another book club literally took the logo I had designed, our Moriarty in honor of Sherlock's nemesis and the teacup being adorable. One of our book club members submitted that name, just wanted to throw that in there. And another book club saw this logo I had designed from this freelance graphic designer and stole it. They used the same color scheme. They used the same design for the teacup. Everything about it was so similar. And I didn't know about this logo plagiarism right away. And someone was confused by this. Or in the very least, it gave them a moment of pause. Being the optimist that I am, I know that when someone is inspired by you, that is supposed to be the sincerest form of flattery. So I will take this with a grain of salt, but I thought maybe the person who had the logo designed simply didn't know about the Cozy Mystery Book Club, and maybe their graphic designer was lacking inspiration when they were hired. Maybe they thought they could simply take the logo, make a few changes, and their job was done. I'm not really sure how this logo came about, but it was definitely too close for comfort. To prevent any future confusion, I posted an announcement over on the Twitter feed, and I also mentioned it over on the Instagram account. I wanted to make sure people knew that logo was not the Cozy Mystery Book Club that they were a part of. It was an entirely different club. One way I tried to be unique was to have the logo named as well as create a mascot for the book club. A big welcome to Moriarty and Perlock. One of my biggest regrets is that I have no idea which sleuther in the book club came up with these names. The names were submitted by members of the Cozy Mystery Book Club, and I put them in Twitter polls, having a sort of vote off. And I really wish that I had made a note of the sleuther who submitted the name Moriarty and Perlock, as well as the sleuthers who submitted all of the other names because there was clearly a lot of creativity amongst the group. To add to the cozy mystery fun, I had a second design made of Moriarty and another design made of Perlock, featuring them in their Christmas best. I want the logo and mascot to feel fun, lighthearted, and joyful. 
I worked really hard on having that logo and mascot created. A lot of thought went into the details, and there was back and forth between myself and the designer, trying to figure out, oh, can I do this? What would look best as a social media profile photo? And other things like that. But even before the designer got involved, I had to think about what I wanted as a representative for the Cozy Mystery Book Club. I very quickly realized I wanted to use a teacup or a mug because I thought that was indicative of the coziness you feel when reading a cozy mystery. I always picture cozy mystery readers making their favorite cup of tea, enjoying a cup of coffee, and reading their book. And then there's also a huge line of coffee-related cozy mysteries. And now more tea shop mysteries are coming into play. So tea and coffee have always been a part of how I picture cozy mysteries. And for some reason, I still don't know, I really wanted an animal dressed up as Sherlock Holmes. I spent a fair amount of time online going through Pinterest using Google searches, and trying to find Sherlock costumes that I liked, whether it was the pattern for the outfit itself or the sleuthing accessories. And by that, I mean Sherlock is known for having his pipe, and he wasn't always the most, shall we say, stable person. I think that's a polite way of phrasing it. I didn't want to channel and include a pipe in either the mascot design or the logo. But I wanted it to be clear that there was cozy mystery vibes. There was an Agatha Christie-esque essence to it. So that led to the magnifying glass. I thought about having the cat hold a book or something, but I thought having a book for a book club mascot design or a logo design was a little trite. I wanted something different. If you are a part of a book club that is using a book as your design, I am not trying to offend you in the least. I am just saying I wanted to do something a little different. I am sure whatever design you came up with is beautiful. Perlock has also evolved since the original creation. I have had a couple different designers work on Perlock since the first freelance graphic designer took my idea and made it a reality. I now have a very modern Perlock. I have a very minimalistic Perlock. The Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast cover also shows another variation on Perlock. So our little detective cat has definitely changed and evolved, but she's still our girl. I have also added to the mascot line. One of the ongoing events that I have every month is hashtag Cozy Corner Chat. The second Tuesday of every month, I invite cozy mystery authors to tweet live as Luthers starting at 7 p.m. EST. This is an event that I work on every single month. And after a certain point, I realized I wanted something specific just for this Twitter author chat. That was when Casey, our Sherlock-inspired penguin, arrived on the scene. I wanted an animal that was just totally out of the box and different, something you hadn't seen before when it came to cozy mysteries. I am not kidding when I say I Google things. And so there was literally one night when I probably spent close to two or three hours making notes about different animals I could turn into little Sherlock's. So I have more that I want to have designed too, because this is now an ongoing thing that I'm doing for the book club. But I really put a lot of thought into the animals that I wanted 
associated with the book club and designed. I also think it helps to have certain images associated with certain events because it makes it easier for me as someone who's organizing the event. But I also think it makes it easier for the sleuthers involved as well because you know when you see our Casey, yes, the name is Casey, aka on the case, you're solving the case. Insert pun joke, ha ha ha, right there. Yes, Casey, our penguin detective. When you see Casey, you know I'm talking about the Twitter author chat. So now when I'm creating a calendar for the newsletter family, I usually just put Casey for the second Tuesday of the month as a representative of this is a cozy mystery book club event. Mark your calendars. You know which event this is. And yes, in case you do forget, I have a key or a little grid in the corner. So if you do forget, I've got you covered. But I also want each event to feel special and unique. Yes, they all fall under the umbrella of the Cozy Mystery Book Club, but all of the events are different. I have 12 Days of Cozies, so we have our Christmas Moriarty and Perlock, And then for the Cozy Corner Chats, we have Casey. I just feel as if it adds a little something extra to the event, to the book club. I think those are the details that I myself look for, and so I want to offer them to other people. Another decision I made, and this is probably going to sound rather random, and I'm sure there are listeners who are going to think that I'm being over-analytical, but one of the things that came up was my color theme. What is the color palette I wanted to use? I gave this a lot of thought, and I decided on dark green, hunter green. I thought that because it was gender neutral, that was great because there are cozy mystery readers across boundaries. I didn't want anything to be associated with, oh, only women read cozy mysteries or only men like Sherlock. I wanted everybody to feel welcome and green has a calming effect. I looked up different colors and dark green is supposed to be rather soothing. And I thought that worked really, really well for cozy mysteries because those are the escapism books. Those books are fun and they can be a little campy and they're meant to be a relaxing, fun read. Yes, I know we're reading about murders, but I always call them happy murders, <laughs> much to my father's surprise. He's always finding that hysterical. Sleuthers are supposed to be able to fall into the cozy community they're reading about. They're meant to be able to experience their cozy mystery in a good way. It's meant to be a good experience. So I wanted a main color scheme that reflected that. I try and use Hunter Green when I'm posting things on the Cozy Mystery Book Club website, or just in general, I try and use happy tones. If we are reading something fall-related, I might just use a background of leaves for the image that I'm working on. I try and go with things that are uplifting, fun, joyful. I am using those same words again because that's what I want people to feel when they visit the Cozy Mystery Book Club Instagram or the Twitter account. I want you to leave smiling. I want book club members to feel glad that they clicked into the account. So while it probably does seem like a very tiny detail, I gave it a lot of thought. I truly did look up all these different palettes. I started doing palette generators. I went on painting websites. I ended up looking at different things in regards to how artists view colors. What colors do they use for this? Why are they using these colors? So I definitely learned a lot about color palettes when I was thinking about how to craft the Cozy Mystery Book Club website, but I'm really glad I did that because I know in my heart that I'm doing the best that I can 
And if someone is taking time out of their day to discuss cozy mysteries with me, I want to show my appreciation. I want them to know I value their time. I value them as a book club member. And to me, these are the details that show my appreciation, that show how much I care about the book club and the members. So I think these little details, like the color scheme and having a mascot and a thoughtful logo, speak to the heart of why I created the Cozy Mystery Book Club. And I think they do a good job representing the Cozy Mystery Book Club across platforms. I would like to transition to talking about some of the Cozy Mystery Book Club details aka the planning and the things that go on behind the scenes, what you can expect, and things like that. The YouTube live streams occur the last Tuesday of the month, every month, starting at 7 p.m. EST. I think having something so specific, such as the last Tuesday of the month, makes it much easier to remember and plan for. I can open up my calendar and look at the overall month view so that I'm seeing, oh, this is what May is, this is what June is, and I know right away the last Tuesday of the month is for the Cozy Mystery Book Club. It is just this instantaneous thing for me at this point. For some reason, I thought having something either the first week or the last week would be the easiest to remember. But when it comes to the first week of the month, I get the impression people are trying to start anew and their schedules are a little bit busier. So I think when it comes to the end of the month, you're winding down just a little bit when things are coming to a close. I think that's when you need a little bit more escapism and you're going to have more time for reading. Having the Cozy Mystery Book Club meet on a weekday was also a deliberate decision. Since the middle of 2019, or at least a few months into 2019, that is when the Cozy Mystery Book Club officially became scheduled the last Tuesday of the month, every month. So Sleuthing Tuesdays have been in existence for a little while now. I did not want to have the book club meetings on the weekends. For some reason, I thought people would just be so busy. It would be much harder to plan for. I wanted people to feel as if the weekends were still just for themselves. Whereas I think if you want to talk about Cozy Mysteries at the end of one of your just regular nine to five days, I think that works out relatively well. When it comes to the time of the live streams, I'm on the East Coast. I'm originally from Massachusetts. I've been living in DC for a long time now. I moved to DC so that I could get my master's at Georgetown, and then I've just stayed here for my PhD. So when it comes to timing, I'm on the Eastern Coast. I tried holding it at 8 p.m. EST early in 2019, but it caught to be a little too much for me personally. The live streams range in time. Sometimes they're an hour, sometimes they run longer than that. And so for me, it can get rather late. And this is a personal reveal, but I deal with insomnia issues and my body needs to learn, okay, it is nighttime, we're going into the nighttime mode. And having one night in which the schedule is different really can have an impact for the rest of the week. For some reason, that is just how it works out for me. I don't know if other people who deal with insomnia issues have that same sort of conundrum arise when their sleep schedule goes off. But for me personally, I always have to turn the lights down low. I have to make an active effort to calm my mind so that I don't have the running to-do list or I don't feel overwhelmed when I'm trying to put my head on the pillow to fall asleep. I have a very active mind. I am always thinking of something. And so... That is when it is time to put the phone down, stop checking emails for the day. 
throw the deadbolt on the apartment door because I am not going out anymore. I always transition my electronic devices early on to go into nighttime mode so that I don't have those bright rays which will interrupt your sleep schedule. I will spray lavender around the apartment, especially in my bedroom. If I want to mix up the scents, I might use a diffuser of some sort. I have two of them. I have the humidifier. I have the works. And then I also use a couple different apps so that I have the soothing sounds on, which is acting as a white noise machine so that I don't hear people out in the apartment hallway, or at least it calms the mind again a little bit more. The live streams typically last probably an hour and 10 minutes. Sometimes they go a little bit longer depending on the number of comments or if something really did pop up that evening. But for the most part, they are about an hour. And so for me, that is 7 to 8 p.m. And then it is usually another hour of being on Instagram and Twitter, answering questions and following up with book club members. So I usually stay online because people are asking something or they do have follow-up questions about something that was mentioned during the live stream. Plus, I always want to take a moment to go on Twitter and thank people for taking part in the live stream. I want to thank the people who join me as the guest host or hosts. Whoever joined the live stream deserves a shout out. And so that involves me going on my laptop and using the internet. And so I'm very much awake for a little while after the live streams. And that is something I had to take into consideration. Another thing people probably don't know is how much is going on behind the scenes. I have the full YouTube setup so that I have the lighting, I have the sort of backdrop, I have things set up so that I have the microphone, I have a webcam that's attached to the laptop. The last few live streams, I've been using my iPad to look at the comments while I have the computer to view and interact with the guest host or hosts. I have a setup and so I also live in a one bedroom apartment, so I have to get prepared before the event and then after the event, I have to take that stuff all down because there really is only so much room to maneuver. I might have a teacup Maltese, but just because he's tiny doesn't mean I can have all sorts of things everywhere in the apartment. Once a live stream comes to an end, YouTube will render the live stream and then it becomes available on my YouTube channel as if it were just a regular YouTube video I filmed and uploaded. All of the Cozy Mystery Book Club live streams remain accessible even after the air date. To me, that is something that is really important because I know not everyone can join all of the time. Something will suddenly pop up in your schedule. You might not be feeling well one day. I understand things happen. And so it is very important to me as the creator of the Cozy Mystery Book Club to make it as easy for you to join as possible. I want people to be able to view the live stream after the fact and still feel a part of the conversation. They are still a member of the book club. They are still someone who loves cozy mysteries and they are celebrating them with their fellow sleuthers. Just because someone can't join the event live doesn't mean they are no longer part of the book club or they technically weren't able to join that month. Whether you're viewing it the night it airs or a week after the fact, you are still taking part in the coziness. In order to access the YouTube live streams, all you have to do is visit my YouTube channel, Books Are My Heart. I have an entire setup of just the YouTube live streams for the Cozy Mystery Book Club. They are their own category, they are their own playlist, and I tried to feature them as prominently as possible. 
Since its creation, only one live stream is no longer accessible. And that is because we started on YouTube and my internet access was really bad that night and we ended up going on to Instagram. That was a rough one. And I have to admit, I was not very pleased with social media, the internet, and just technology in general. That was a hard one for me. And I still feel badly to this day that it's not available or archived in the same way as all the other live streams. Another way you can access all of the YouTube links is if you go to the backlist of titles I gathered and organized over on the CozyMysteryBookClub.com website. I have a PDF download and I linked all of the YouTube live streams right above the book blurb and next to the book cover themselves. So if you download the PDF, you will see exactly which month that particular book was read. The title of the story will be Hyperlinked to Goodreads a copy of the book cover, and right alongside that is going to be the YouTube social media icon in a very fancy gold format. I hyperlinked every live stream so that all you have to do is click on the YouTube icon and you are brought directly to that YouTube live stream link. And then I also included the book blurbs underneath all of the other information at the top of the page. There are also a couple additional annotations, such as books that we read as buddy reads, so that if there's not a YouTube icon, you know exactly why. As I'm talking about the backlist of titles, I am going to point out one of the important things about this book club is that we have never read the same book twice. Every single month, it has been a unique read. We have had a couple repeat authors, such as Jen McKinley, but it is for a different series, a different title. It is never the same book twice. There are so many cozy mysteries in existence. I want to be able to feature different authors, different subgenres, different topics, themes. Having a repeat read wouldn't really be beneficial. That book has already had its turn. It is time for another book to be featured and have that sleuthing spotlight shined upon it. Another factor that is very important to me is that it is always the first book in the Cozy Mystery series. We are never reading book two, three, four, or any other title in the midst of the series. We always start with book one. As a reader, I don't like starting a series in the middle. I like being able to see the characters grow. I want to know their origin story and go from there. There was a lot of thought and discussion about that decision before it was enacted for the Cozy Mystery Book Club. When you're reading a series, you might not necessarily know all of the characters. You'll miss some of the nuances or inside jokes that are carryovers from the book prior to it. And if we're reading things as a book club, some person has probably already read the entire series and knows it inside and out, and someone else is just reading it for the first time. If we're all starting with book one, we are on an even playing field. The expectation for prior knowledge does not exist. We are all learning about this cozy community and amateur sleuther at the same time. One thing I am especially proud of when it comes to the book selections is that every single title is submitted by members of the Cozy Mystery Book Club. In 2022, there's been a little bit of a different reading schedule. I had the voting take place early on in 2022 because I thought it might be easier to develop a to-be-read list, put money aside to purchase the book, or if the library was having a hard time getting a copy, you could ask for it way in advance so that by the time it comes up on the to-be-read list, it is not a problem. Prior to 2022, I was having the book club do quarterly voting, so it was four books at a time. But no matter how it was organized in that way, every single book was submitted by the book club members at one point in time. 
I made a point of asking for requests and recommendations over on Instagram and Twitter throughout the months leading up to the voting. I wanted to provide as many opportunities as possible for people to see the call for books and answer it. I also ask book club members to submit at various times throughout the year so that it's not necessarily leading up to voting, but just asking, generally speaking, what books they're enjoying, what books they would like to see in the future, and other questions like that. As I'm sitting in my office recording this podcast episode, I have a brand new notebook for everyone's bookish requests. When I began this process of asking for people's requests, I picked up a blank notebook and just started jotting down the titles. That notebook has been through a lot. I have had post-it notes. I have had whiteout because I misspelled an author's name. I had a mishap with a cup of tea at one point that made the cover look as if it had aged drastically in the course of just one year, but that book became so important to me in this book club. I have it in a very special place, and yet I copied over a lot of notes into the brand new notebook. Every single book that ends up in the Twitter poll is submitted by real book club members. Once someone submits a title to me, I will then do additional research. I check to see if the book is available across platforms so that you're not forced to purchase it just through Amazon. I know there are people who are very anti-Amazon and that is their decision, but I don't want it to affect their love of cozies. I want to make sure that the books are accessible for people who only use libraries. If someone is visually impaired, I want the book to be available as an audiobook. There are things and details that I look up that people probably don't even realize I do. I have had sleuthers reach out to me for a variety of reasons. I know there are cozy mystery readers who are hearing impaired and can't join the live streams in the same way because as we're talking, YouTube isn't posting the captions and I transcribe them after the fact. If a sleuther is visually impaired, I want our book club title to be available in audio. Sadly, this has become problematic when it comes to independently published cozy mysteries because there aren't a lot of them that have audiobooks or they're only available on Amazon and maybe one other platform. Having titles that are easily accessible is something that I've really ingrained into the Cozy Mystery Book Club. If someone is interested in joining the Cozy Mystery Book Club, I want them to be able to join anytime they'd like. I want this book club to be as accessible as possible. I want people to feel joyful and happy when they're talking about cozy mysteries. So it's incredibly important to me that the Cozy Mystery Book Club reflects that. If someone is interested in reading a cozy mystery and discussing it, I want them to feel welcome. I am sure there is something about the Cozy Mystery Book Club's origin story that I am forgetting or overlooking for this podcast episode, but I think overall this gives you a pretty good idea how the book club came into being, how it's organized, and what you can expect when you join a Cozy Mystery Book Club live stream. I hope you feel inspired and welcome to join a future Cozy Mystery Book Club event. I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast episode and your interest in the Cozy Mystery Book Club. There are times when I literally lose my breath because it is just mind-blowing to see something I created inspire and cultivate the love of cozy mysteries and others. There are at least, I want to say, half a dozen sleuthers in the book club who've told me they never read a cozy mystery before they watched a live stream, before they found my Instagram account. And I am so honored to help introduce people to this subgenre that means so much to me. If cozy mysteries are a subgenre that interests you, 
please feel free to join any of the future events that I'm holding for the Cozy Mystery Book Club. I hope this subgenre of mysteries brings as much joy to you as it has to me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and the next cozy mystery you pick up is a five-star read. Until next time, happy reading, writing, and sleuthing, and please stay kind and creative. You truly deserve all the happiness in the world. Have a great day and stay cozy.